Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 186. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Fire Nation. Let's thank our sponsors for allowing us to keep Entrepreneur on Fire daily and for free. LegalZoom is an incredible resource for all entrepreneurs. Protect your business and support Entrepreneur on Fire by going to LegalZoom.com, finding the right services for you, and entering FIRE in the referral box at checkout. Ting is better than your phone company, and they actually care about what they do. Ting equals no contract and no BS. Go to fire.ting.com for a $25 service credit. That's fire.ting.com. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Matt Paulson. Matt, are you prepared to ignite? John, I am ready to spontaneously combust. (laughs) I love that, Matt. Matt is the president of American Consumer News, a conglomerate of internet businesses that receive a combined total of 1.3 million unique visits per month and generates nearly 400000 per year in gross revenue. His company operates a press release distribution service, an online video content network, a web development agency, a financial news website, and a daily investment newsletter that has 34,000 active subscribers. Given Fire Nation a little overview, Matt, but why don't you take a minute, tell us about you personally, we want to get to know you, and then share with us a little bit about your business. I'm located in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I'm married to a wonderful woman named Corrine. I have a six-month-old son named Micah. Oh, congrats. I, thank you. I started out uh, in 2006 as a personal finance blogger. Um, I never intended it to be a business, but people started asking me if they could pay me to put ads on my website. So I said, what the heck, and took their money. <laughs> um, a, a lot of people, you know, just kind of saw personal finance blogging as a hobby, and you know, I took a little bit different perspective. I saw it as more of a business eventually, um, and I realized that there were, you know, a hundred other people doing exactly what I was, and you know, I figured I probably don't have a way to differentiate myself, so um, I should probably do something else. Um, so I I pivoted a little bit and I started doing. Um, more covering more, you know, stock investments and equities and, and that kind of thing. Uh, so eventually, I hired some writers for some websites that I had, and uh, I did pretty well with that. And um, once I, I kind of gained confidence from that, I, I started a few other businesses and have been doing uh, very well from that. Uh, so I quit my day job last November, and I'm focusing on my business full time. And as of last Thursday, I've hired my first employee. So I'm pretty excited about my business and where it's going right now. Wow, I love that trajectory, Matt. And I'll tell you what, we are going to delve more into that later in the interview because you just have some great nuggets of information to share with Fire Nation, I can tell. But as you know, being an Entrepreneur on Fire listener, we love starting off our show with a success quote. It gets that motivational ball rolling, so take it away. Sure. So this is a quote from King Solomon in the book of Proverbs. It's, in the house of the wise, there are stores of choice food and oil, but a foolish man devours all he has. Wow, that is quite a biblical quote, and I want you to take it down to the ground level, Matt. How do you actually apply this quote, this mantra, to your everyday life? 
Yep. So in the 21st century, I take that to mean we should have a lot of cash on hand <laughs> in the form of an emergency, you know, fund, you know, probably six months. So that way, if something happens to your business or an income stream, you've got, you can rely on that cash for a while so you can live to fight, fight another day and make something else happen while you're relying on that cash. Live to fight another day. I love that quote. We talk about Eric Reese a lot in the show. There's good reason why. We've had him as a guest very recently. His interview actually just went live to much acclaim. And you've already used a couple Eric Reese type words, like the word pivot. I love that because it's so important for an entrepreneur to realize that pivoting can be the best thing for your business. It's not failing. It's not giving up. It's just changing direction and going forward in a new path. So I love when you said that. And then also having the cash on hand to fight another day. Because as entrepreneurs, the longer our runway is, the better off we are going to be in the long run. Because we don't know what's going to happen with the economy, with our business. And if we have that little buffer on hand, we can weather these storms and come out the other side. So already some great nuggets, Matt. I'm excited to delve into it even more. And we're going to do that with your failure, with a time that you just fell on your face and you were in despair and you said, man, I need to pick myself up, dust myself off and move forward. How'd you dig deep, Matt, to overcome this failure? And what were the major lessons you learned from this challenge? Sure. So about two and a half years ago, I was easily one of the largest affiliates for audible.com. They have, and I know they're a sponsor of your show, but uh, they have a huge database of, of all their audiobooks that they make for free. Yeah. Uh, a big uh, CSV file. So I took all of those and I wrote some content generation software. So I turned each kind of re- database record from an audiobook into an article. And I published those, you know, kind of machine written articles to one of my websites. So I was publishing hundreds of articles per day about audiobooks. And I was just getting all sorts of long tail search engine rankings and getting a ton of traffic. And I was sending a ton of traffic to Audible. You know, they loved it. I loved it. I was getting, you know, seven or $8,000 a month uh, from them in affiliate commissions. Wow. And then the, the first Google Panda update happened and I lost 90% of that traffic and revenue overnight. It was crazy. Man, that's happened to so many entrepreneurs. I mean, there's just been a recent update as we're speaking and it's hitting people again. Talk about that a little more detail, Matt. Take us down to the ground level of the day that it happened and what your actions were forward. You know, about that time, that was probably, you know, maybe a third of my business. So it was it was a big hit. Yeah. But one of the things I, I make sure to do is have a diversified income stream. So, you know, that wasn't my only only source of revenue. So it was, it was a big letdown, but I knew it, it wouldn't be the end because I had other things that weren't dependent on, on Google traffic to, you know, to provide for me. Um, I knew I could never make it just on Google traffic. Uh, so you have to have other stuff going on. So, I mean, if there's, you know, one algorithm change that is not in favor of your business, you know, you're out of business overnight. So, I mean, really, as... What I learned from that is that you need to have a repeatable marketing strategy that just doesn't depend on Google liking your website, you know, if you're going to make it for the long haul. So when that happened, did you try to adjust what you were doing and go forward with whatever was going to work with the new Panda update? Did you actually make some effort to do some research and to make some changes? And if so, what were they? Um, I did. I spent a lot of time, you know, on the search engine watch type sites to see, you know, if anybody was recovering from the Panda updates. And yep. for the first quite a long while, nobody was except for a couple of sites. And there there didn't seem to be a whole lot you could do. Um, so I, I kind of took that, you know, as a lesson that, you know, I just need to own my customers and I need to have each one of my customers, customers email address and have a product or service that I can sell them. Um, that way, you know, I just, I, I guess I kind of realized that, 
Google wasn't going to be my, my next business. And uh, so I, I had to do something else. So really, I decided instead of you know, trying to make that work again, because I really didn't think it was going to happen to do something else and you know, not make that same mistake again. So we always hear, Matt, about all the people that were hurt incredibly bad by these updates. In your research that you did, did you find out about people who were actually really helped by these updates? And if so, who were these people? Um, from the best of my understanding, it was the big brands that you know benefited. Um, so I think uh, you know one of the search engine news sites they they keep track of that stuff, and it was you know the YouTubes and the um, sites like that of the world that really benefited from the uh, from those algorithm updates. You definitely mentioned some great things like diversifying your income, really having multiple streams coming at you. So even when you do get hit on one end, you can still move forward in your other two ends. And it's not a complete devastation period. What is just the one lesson that you can just share with Fire Nation that you walked away from that failure in your life? Sure. That'd definitely be to own your customers. If you're trying to get money through iTunes or Amazon or Google, and you don't don't have a way to contact your customers independently of anybody anybody else. That's that's definitely a problem. You need to be have their credit cards, have them give you their information, so you can you know sell to them and and not be dependent on a steady stream of traffic from anywhere. So, what were the major steps you took at that point to start owning your customer? What were the most successful methods that you found to accomplish that? Sure. So that's um, when that happened. I, I started my investment newsletter business. Um, so I have a financial news website that gets a ton of traffic from from all sorts of different places. And I, you know, I I learned a lesson from Audible, and uh, I, f- I figured I, I got to start collecting some email addresses and find something to, you know, that I can that I can use to have some customers. So I started uh, a daily newsletter of stock ratings and. I just put a pop-up on my website and had people sign up, and that way I've got their email addresses. And eventually, I I I, t- I took that and I made a kind of a premium version of that, so people can pay me, you know, fifteen bucks a month to get it. Um, so now I've got about a thousand people paying me for that, um, <clears throat> and you know that way they're paying me directly through Stripe, and you know it's recurring income, and I'm not dependent on on anybody for that money. It just comes in, and I don't have to worry about any other business liking me. So that was kind of the real real lesson there. So Matt, you just really strike me as a very analytical guy that really does his research before he goes forward in any path. And so this is really why I'm kind of stepping outside of the box real quick and asking this question, because you just mentioned Stripe, because there's a lot of different options out there. I've interviewed some founders of some companies like Stripe, like WePay and PayPal, can you share with Fire Nation quickly why you chose Stripe and what the benefits to that are? Uh, sure. So when I started, I used PayPal. Um, and I just used the standard subscriptions for the newsletter. And that, that worked out pretty well. Um, but there are some limitations with it. Uh, with PayPal, you can't, for example, you can't change the amount of you know what you're charging people every month. So if you have like an upsell, you can't um, just add that to their charge. Mm. You have to set up a new subscription or... And sometimes PayPal subscriptions tend to cancel themselves for unknown reasons. And um, if the person needs to update their credit card, it's not terribly easy to do that in PayPal without setting up a new subscription. Um, so with Stripe, there's just a lot more flexibility to what you can do. You can create, um, you know, you can fill out a form and use Stripe's API to create a customer record for them, and you can just charge them when, um, you know, what, basically whatever you want, and change the payment amount. And there's just a lot more 
flexibility with that, and um, the payment, the fees are about the same, and um, if you're a developer, Stripe is really easy to set up and get going with, and I just can't say enough good stuff about them. Love it. Thank you for that. So Matt, we're going to transition to the other end of the spectrum now. We talked about failure. You were very generous in sharing your failure with Fire Nation and some major lessons you pulled from it, but let's talk about that aha moment now. Let's talk about that light bulb that went off that you just said, wow, this is really going to be my authentic self. I want to move forward in this direction because I just know that I align with this for whatever reason. So share with us that moment in time and what steps you took to make that successful. I guess a recent aha moment that I had was um, probably about four or five months ago. You know, I, I get 100 to 200 newsletter signups every day and um, I was listening to an interview with a guy named Patrick McKenzie who is uh, the writer of a piece of software called Bingo Card Creator and he also runs kind of a SaaS type business and he tests everything like crazy and I realized that you know I hadn't done all that much testing and you know I hadn't changed the titles in my my pop-up or my my offer code or anything like that and um, I was losing out on a lot of money Um, I changed the color of, of my pop-up and the number of signups went up by 30%. Wow. And I changed the button text and it went up by another 10%. And um, I, I just realized that, you know, if I'm going to do this right, I've got to be testing everything all the time and finding out different ways to do this. So there's a huge amount of upside in uh, just testing stuff. What was that color you changed your button to? So it was a white pop up, black text, and gray. Uh, gray button, and I changed it to kind of match the Facebook color scheme, so it's kind of a a light a light blue blue background and a dark blue button, and for whatever reason, that was just a huge difference. Nice. So, Matt, have you had an I've made it moment? I would say yes and no. Um, you know, an I've made it moment can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Um, you know, there was a month where I got to take home twenty thousand dollars in cash and profit. That was a pretty good I've made it moment. Yeah. Um, but to say that, you know, I've made it would kind of imply that I, I'm done and I don't think I'll ever be done being an entrepreneur. So I love this question because every entrepreneur answers it differently. You kind of touched upon the fact that you've had some I've made it moments and it's really how you look at that actual phrase, I've made it, because it could denote the end of the journey. Like I've made it. There's no higher to climb. I am at the top of the mountain. I have summited Everest. Or you can really look at it as milestones, and it looks like you're kind of doing a combination of the both because it is all about the journey. So, Matt, talk to us about your journey and tell us if you're enjoying it. Definitely. Uh, you know, once I made the, the switch to, to be self-employed about six, now be four months ago now, um, I've really had the opportunity just to dive head in, and um, I've seen some big revenue growth from that. Um, I'm having a great time. Uh, just, you know, I, basically every week I come up with a list of uh, of things that I can do to improve my business that week. I print out a piece of paper and I cross it out as I get done. And uh, it's just fun to see the progress and the, the growth and uh, bringing an employee now. That's great to have some of the day-to-day stuff off my back so I can actually take a day off every now and then. So there's just a lot of good stuff happening and I'm having a great time. So virtual assistance or even just assistance in general is always a topic of conversation at Entrepreneur on Fire because As entrepreneurs, we're always looking to grow our business and we're always looking to leverage and scale our time. And especially at the beginning, there's no better way to do that than to have an assistant or a virtual assistant. 
Talk to us about the process that you went through to find your virtual assistant, to hire your virtual assistant, and then the initial task that you delegated to him or her. Uh, Sure. So what most people do is they go online and and find somebody from the Philippines that they can hire. Right. Um, I did something a little bit different. Um, I actually had somebody that I worked with at my previous job that I wanted to hire because she um, did the same type of work that I wanted her to do for my business. So... um, she did customer support for one of the products that the company I used to work for, and I knew she would do a good job, so I paid her a couple more bucks an hour, and she came to work for me uh, right now on a part-time basis, so she does uh, some customer support work for me, and she does <clears throat> just some other admin work that um, needs to happen for my business, and I used to do it, but now that she can, I can I can really focus on, uh, you know, kind of the more business development tasks, so it's it's nice to have that help. Um, so when I got started um, last week, um, I met with her at a coffee shop for a couple of days to to train her on, on doing on the kind of customer service tasks she would go through and some of the common questions. So um, we're going to meet again this week uh, to to go over some more. But you know, she'll be working at home. Um, I, her, both her and her husband work at home, so they they like that. And you know, I work at home, so I like that. And, um, it's worked out pretty well so far. Obviously, there's a lot more training to do, but I think it's gonna gonna work out well. I'm paying her probably more per hour than most people would. She's getting, I think, sixteen bucks an hour. Um, but but I think the quality and somebody who who kind of knows HTML and has done something similar recently, um, it'll take her less time to answer questions than um, you know maybe somebody from another country that uh, has less experience. So I'm I'm pretty happy with who I've got and. I think it'll work out pretty well. No, and I just finished reading the book, Delivering Happiness by Tony Shea. And that's really one thing you can't replace is a customer experience. And you are putting the customer experience in the forefront by hiring somebody who you know is going to take care of your customers in every way, shape, and form. So I have to say, I commend you for going down that road because it's, it's not an easy one when literally at your fingertips, there are so many capable virtual assistants at so much less. But this is your business, Matt. This is your baby. You need to feel comfortable about the faces that you're putting at the forefront of it. So again, I commend you. Thanks. So Matt, let's talk about your business right now. In the intro, I went through a lot of different things that you have going on. So let's just take a couple minutes for each different business that you're running here and share with Fire Nation a little bit about that. Give us like the 30 second to a minute summation of that business. And let's start with your press release distribution service. Okay, that service is called Lightning Releases. So it's lightningreleases.com. <clears throat> but people can pay me, it's either $79 or $99 and I'll get their um, press release out to, uh, um, I guess my advertising pitch is the new search engine so I can get people into Google News, Bing News, Ask News and some of those, those services. Um, that are hard to hard to get a press release into, and uh, you know PR web and some of those charge four hundred bucks. So if I can charge ninety nine bucks to get a lot of that same value, uh, there's definitely an easy <laughs> an easy win there. So that's that's going pretty well. I started that in January, and I've sold maybe you know, sixty or seventy press releases so far. So it's I'm pretty excited about where that business is going. Very exciting. We'll have to talk about that after the show. Now talk about your online video content network. Uh, sure. So there's a company called Grab Networks that uh, they came to me um, on one of my websites and said, hey, we've got this big video library. You know, is there anything you think you can do with it? So 
Um, I did a little bit of an SEO game on that, and I made a website called videocounty.com. And I figured out how to get those indexed really well in Google Video and Bing Video and Yahoo's video search engines better than, than they had. So, <clears throat> um, you know, I get two, three, four thousand visitors a day just hitting those videos uh, from uh, search engines, and I do pretty well with ad revenue from it. So it's it's a, probably a smaller business, but I still make, you know, several hundred dollars a month from that ad revenue. And it's kind of a, a neat thing that I set up once, and now there's recurring income from it. Very cool. Your web development agency. Sure. So um, that is Matthew Pulse Consulting. Um, I don't do a ton of web development anymore, but I've got um, a designer I work with, and you know that person does most of the work. And you know, if somebody comes to me and says, "Hey, Matt, I want a website," you know, I can pay that person a, a chunk of the money, and I keep a chunk of the money, and you know, it works out pretty well. Your financial news website. So that is American Banking and Market News. The domain is AmericanBankingNews.com. Um, really, uh, that site, the main goal of that website is to drive traffic into my investment newsletter. Um, so I, I cover financial news, uh, mostly stocks and equities. Um, so I cover stock ratings and earnings and all sorts of stuff on that website. And I make some ad revenue, but really the goal is to get people to sign up for my investment newsletter. And this last one you have touched upon, you have over a thousand subscribers that pay $15 a month, which is a very tidy sum. So talk about your daily investment newsletter and kind of go through how you evolve just your regular newsletter into this premium one and just some advice for Fire Nation on that front. Sure. So it was about January 2011. I wanted to just get email addresses so I could do that. And I you know, kind of thought, what data do I have that would be of any value to put anybody? Um, I knew I didn't want to write something every day, but I knew, knew there was some kind of data that I can compile and send out automatically that um, some people would have value to, and I, I figured, hey, I've got got all the stock ratings data um, for my investment news website, so why don't I, I send that out? So, whenever um, you know a brokerage, you know, gives a rating to a specific stock, that can that can change the price a little bit. So if I compile all of them, um, you know, it could be 100, 200 a day, and send that out in a kind of a quick digest to email people. You know, might get some value from that. So I sent that out, and uh, about four months later, I thought. You know, maybe there's a way to kind of pull maybe a membership site type business or or something like that out of this. And um, nobody was really doing you know kind of paid investment newsletters anymore. But I thought you know there might be an opportunity here. So I sent an email to all the, all of my subscribers and I said you know what do you like about the newsletter? What do you not like? You know what can I do to improve? And and I got some got some feedback. Um, one of the things that was really important to people is that they wanted the the newsletter earlier in the day. So they wanted it before the stock market opened. Uh, that way they have more time to make their trades. Um, and I added some other information to it and uh, just took some feedback from other from my subscribers. And I added the ability to create a watch list so they could see kind of what's going on with their specific stocks. Uh, people really like that. Um, uh, so that way there's just a ton more value. Um, so if people make you know one winning trade because of something they read in my newsletter, it, or, you know, it pays for itself easily, you know, in the first 10 minutes of using it. Um, so that, that's been going on. I've had the paid newsletter for just under two years now. Um, and I also have another add-on product that I launched to that last July um, to try to get, you know, kind of a second, a second recurring income stream from people that are already giving me some money. Um, so that's that's been going pretty well. Um, I think there is definitely an opportunity with, um, 
kind of the kind of paid newsletters. I think it's an underutilized business model right now. Um, people are doing membership sites. They're doing stuff like that. Doing doing SaaS apps, but there's something special about about email. Um, people uh, with a membership site, you have to go to it, you have to log in, you have to get the content. But with email, it just shows up in your inbox and it comes to you directly. Um, so people are much more likely to consume that information, and I think that means they're less likely to unsubscribe. My churn rate is right now about four percent. So I think that's and most SaaS owners would love to get that number. Um, so I think there's something special about email, and I think it's it's underutilized as a as a I guess as a as a business model. No, that's phenomenal. Thank you for sharing that. So Matt, what's your vision for the future? My vision for the future um, for my business, I, I think I'm on the right tra- trajectory. I'd like to start two or three, you know, kind of businesses that generate recurring income over the next few years. I started one this year. I hope to start another one next year, and just get some key people in place so they can run that business automatically, so I can go to Hawaii and I have to check my email next time, but it's good. I I think I'm most of the way there, but I think I have a few few more steps to go. Powerful. Okay, Fire Nation, we're going to quickly thank our sponsors who allow us to bring Entrepreneur on Fire to you seven days a week for free. Ting is a nationwide, no BS mobile service that just makes sense. It's truly and completely contract free with no termination fees and no bundling. They have service levels from extra small to extra, extra large for voice minutes, text messages, and megabytes of data. Fire Nation, stop subjecting yourself to overage charges and nonsense penalties. Ting even offers credits on unused service. Use less than you anticipated using, and Ting will drop you down to the level you actually hit, crediting the difference on your next bill. Ting lets you add unlimited devices to a single plan. Pool minutes, messages, and data with your friends and family at a flat fee of $6 a month per device. Ting has incredible online account maintenance and no-hold customer support. Visit fire.ting.com now to open your account, and you can get $25 off your device or a $25 service credit using that URL. That's fire.ting.com. Are you waiting for the perfect time to start your dream business? That time is now. LegalZoom and Entrepreneur on Fire have partnered up to make sure you get started right. Whether you're setting up an LLC, S-Core, sole proprietorship, nonprofit, trademarks, or copyrights, LegalZoom takes care of you from start to finish. Their award-winning service was developed by the best legal minds in the country, and every business gets personalized attention. One stat that I love, Fire Nation, is 90% of LegalZoom customers would recommend LegalZoom to their family. There is a disclaimer here to note, though. LegalZoom is not a law firm, but they can connect you to an attorney and provide self-help services at your specific direction. Let's sum this up. If you're an entrepreneur and want to ensure you are protecting your business, call or visit LegalZoom.com and protect what's yours. Make sure to enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout for additional savings. So Matt, we've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning round. And this is where I ask you a series of questions and you come back at us, FIRE Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Absolutely. (laughs) All right. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Uh, I would say nothing. I collected aluminum cans in grade school from the local park and I sold them to a recycling center. In middle school, I was getting affiliate checks from a now defunct ad network called Safe Audit. 
So I've got a thriving online business. You know, I was born an entrepreneur and I would probably die an entrepreneur. <laughs> All right. What's the best business advice you've ever received? Keep your income streams diversified. That way, you know, if something happens to one of your business units, you can rely on the others for cash flow. What's something that's working for you right now? Email marketing. I started my press release distribution business uh, three months ago, and that's relied almost exclusively on email marketing to find customers, and I've already made you know several thousand dollars in revenue from that. Powerful. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you can share with Fire Nation? Yes. Um, one service that I found a lot of value from is Visual Website Optimizer. So you can perform, use that to perform split testing your website really easily um, so you can fine-tune your conversion funnel. Visual Website Optimizer. Well, Fire Nation, as you know, you can pick up all these links at the show notes page, which is entrepreneuronfire.com slash Matt Paulson. So Matt, if you could recommend a book for Fire Nation, what would it be? Um, a book that I've read recently that I really enjoyed was Sell More Software by Patrick McKenzie. Um, so if you've got a business that has any kind of recurring income, such as a membership site, um, a paid email newsletter, or a SaaS product, um, that is a great book to really help you fine-tune what you're doing. So take just about 20 seconds and share with Fire Nation how you would define a SaaS product. So a SaaS product is something that has a recurring monthly income. So you people sign up once and pay you on a monthly or annual basis. So that way you have a recurring income stream. It doesn't have to be a website, I, I don't think, um, or an app, but just something where, you know, something where people pay you on a monthly basis. So maybe SaaS app isn't the right term, maybe just a su- subscription service. Um, but I think that's a great business model. And it's SaaS, so that's S-A-A-S, Software as a Service. That's the acronym. So Matt, this next question is my favorite. It's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I would take an inventory of kind of what my strengths are and you know, what services I could offer to people and just provide value to them. Uh, in my case, it might be web design, copywriting, split testing. Uh, then I'd go pound the pavement uh, virtually, get my name out there as much as possible through you know, things like email marketing, Craigslist, and online forums to kind of start building up a business. Matt, you have just given us some great actionable advice this entire interview, and we are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, then share with us how we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Uh, sure. So you can follow me on Twitter. My user ID is MatthewDP. And if you want to get your word, about, word out about your business or uh, want to get an article or press release into Google News or Bing News, you can check out my company's press release distribution service called Lightning Releases. Uh, the domain is lightningreleases.com. And what is your parting piece of guidance? Stay classy. <laughs> Stay classy. Matt, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, your experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Fire Nation, my first book, Podcast Launch, is now live at Amazon. In this book, I share all and have created a step-by-step process for launching your podcast. The Fire Bonus is 15 video tutorials that I included with the purchase. You join me as I walk us step-by-step through each process visually, and by the end, you will be a podcasting pro. Pick up your copy at podcastlaunch.com. 
Thank you for joining us at EntrepreneurOnFire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.